Welcome everyone to the first episode of Metaphysical Musings. My name is Tina Dubois and I'm your host for the show, the founder of Metaphysical School, a crystal and sound healing facilitator, as well as a teacher and student of various metaphysical topics. In today's show, I'm super excited to interview Christine Payton, the owner of Stonehaven Gems, for the Candyland Crystal Giveaway Reveal. I'm gonna bring Christine on the show. Here we go. Hi, Christine. Hi. <laughs> so great to see you. Nice to see you. Land crystal reveal, finally. <laughs> I'm gonna do a little bit of introduction for you. Okay. As I mentioned, Christine is the owner of Stonehaven Gems, which is an amazing crystal retailer based in beautiful Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. Founded in 2008, Stonehaven Gems specializes in rare and high-frequency stones, which are sold online through her website at Stonehaven Gems. Let's bring up that website. As well as through live sales on her Instagram page, which is at Stonehaven Gems, which we'll talk a little bit more about shortly. Christine is committed to ethical practices in trade and sourcing of all of her crystals and a percentage of her profits go back into local projects and charities. A little bit about how Christine and I met. We met many years ago at a gem show in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, where I fell in love with this piece of stoogelite, which she had on her display. And I made into a necklace so that I can wear whenever I want to work with its uplifting energy. Christine and I bonded over our love of lithium containing crystals like the Sudolite, which is one of her specialties, but also kunzite, lithium quartz, and especially lipidolite, one of my all-time favorite crystals. So to get on a little bit about this Candyland crystal giveaway, I thought I'd explain a bit more about it. So Christine hosts live crystal shows through her Instagram, which is at Stonehaven Gems. And a little while ago, she hosted the Candyland Crystal Sale, which is a candy colored theme crystal sale. And during her live sales, she often holds a giveaway. And I had the profound joy and supreme excitement of winning the giveaway during this particular sale. Christine, do you want to tell us a little bit about how this giveaway, um, a little bit about how this giveaway went and how your giveaways go and also your Instagram sales? Because that is a really interesting way to sell crystals online. It sure is. Um, so I started doing live sales on Instagram just over a year ago, I think mid-November 2019. Um and previously I had done all of the gem shows in Western Canada and metaphysical shows and pop-up shows, but I just sort of, and I've had this website for 10 years, but last year, for whatever reason, we started working harder on the online game and the Instagram live sales are super fun. Um, I've done them on Facebook as well, but I, I really love Instagram. So um, basically I set up a table of stuff and we promote it for about a week and then we go live and people claim it in the comments and then we ship out anywhere in the world. And I often combine some kind of little giveaway. Sometimes they're just silly and spontaneous. We'll just grab something off the table and pull a card out of a deck. Um, and sometimes they're a little bit more organized where in this case I had, um, 
put all those stones, which were like one of every stone that was sitting on the table in that vintage crystal jar. And oh, I have when that. <laughs> you have the, you, the jar is a part of it. It's like a real candy jar, right? <laughs> that, all, that all 30 crystals fit in. Like Ooh. it was amazing. And there were all good ones. This was one of the best giveaways we've ever done because not only was the value of that jar about 250 bucks, if I remember correctly, I also matched it and donated that to the mustard seed here in Victoria, which is a, our our premier kind of um, food bank. But they also, if you give them money, then they can fill in the boxes with the stuff that's harder to get, like fresh vegetables and milk and, you know, the things that they don't get from the, the can drives and whatever. So that's that. Um, we we do them from time to time. We raise money and awareness for different charities and have fun while we're at it. Awesome. I wanted to ask you because um, we didn't actually talk about this at your show, at the gem show where we met. What got you into selling crystals online? Um, well, it wasn't online at first. What got I loved rocks since I was a little kid. I was one of those rock collecting kids, which most adult rock collectors were. Um, and those rock collecting kids have faith still exist, even with all of the technology and everything we have, they still exist. Um, so I was a rock collecting kid. I was actually working in nursing homes, but I was studying all of the different healing arts on the side. And I'm now I'm sort of 25 years old. And I just ended up, my life kind of fell apart and I went and worked in a rock shop in Vancouver uh, and was there for six years. And in, then in 2008, Stonehaven Gems was born. And at that time, the first version of the website was born, but I was doing music festivals and gem shows and I had a booth at the ferry terminal. So it actually was all very much in person. And I'm a very tactile person as well. Um, I, I like to touch them and feel them and I kind of geared my business towards the in-person thing. Um, but I guess we had in place a pretty good system and it translated really well. And I think most of us can, um, have probably bought something online this year or last year that, that wasn't necessarily how we purchased things before. So I'm noticing a lot of my favorite old customers from all of the years have logged on and created accounts and they're getting used to either the live sale form. I also do a website update um, to go with every live sale that we do so that if you are not into coming into live sales or you're not on Instagram, you still have a chance to access some of what we're releasing that, that show. Nice. And you just had a recent a website update, correct? No, we're doing it on Thursday. I haven't actually done one. Oh, since you haven't done the move over yet. No, we haven't. December 10th or something was the last one before the holidays. And that gave us enough time to get everybody their boxes on time. And then um, I was going to start last week, but I needed an extra week after all of that year. And so I've taken <laughs> a week off and we're going live on th this Thursday at 6 p.m., the website update is at 11 a.m. And I know we're going to talk about the pegmatites, but the theme yeah. is this lovely little stone from Madagascar that is uralopidolite and <laughs> pink tourmaline. And the whole show is going to be these little buddies. So gorgeous. I saw kind of a sneak peek of the pegmatite that's coming up mm -hmm. um, on, on Thursday's um, live show on your Instagram already. And I was like, 
They're really good. Really. They've been on a, they, I, I bought them in August. They've been slowly making their way here from Madagascar and they finally got here over the holidays and I'm very pleased. Nice. So are you ready to do this Kangland Crystal? Yeah. Let's do okay. it. All right. So we have another camera with crystals here and I'm going to just show the crystals one at a time and um, how do you feel about giving a little intro, talk about maybe where it's from, some of its metaphysical properties, because that's kind of my jam. So um, first up, out of the 30 crystals, would be this pink Lemurian. So tell us a little bit about where this comes from, what's special about pink Lemurian versus maybe regular Lemurian that people have talked about, and I'm going to try to get these. Lemurian lines in the shot so people can see kind of what that means. Yes, those lines are what um, characterizes a quartz crystal as Lemurian and they are thought to contain information and records in those lines that you can access by running your finger along them. And they are remarkably clear and they do look like almost like they were cut rather than that they formed in the earth. And so when they were first found, there was, um, there, the, those are from Brazil. There's the Mirian quartz crystals from other places in the world, but Brazil is kind of the first and foremost place that they were discovered. And when they were found, there were some lying on the surface rather than like they'd are, they were up on the surface, which can happen um, because the earth is moving and shifting. But I think in this case, well, basically, a story was told that they had been left by the ancient civilization of Lemuria and that they contained within them the intelligence that that civilization possessed and they were thought to be more emotionally intelligent while um, a civilization like Atlantis was intellectually intelligent and both, you know, if you want to look into this lore and these stories about these places, destroyed themselves through not having a balance. And so long and short of it is these crystals are mined in Brazil but they do have an interesting consciousness in them, and that is of awakening emotional intelligence. They're often called Lumerian seed crystals as well. Um, and I believe that the seed is within us, that the crystals are capable of activating codes and dormant memories and rememberings within ourselves and within our consciousness. Uh, and the pink is from a natural iron oxide coating on the outside, and that can be from that color pink to a dark orange to a golden yellow, but it's just on the surface. It's not inside the crystal, so it's different than rose quartz. Uh, so this would be different than a lithium quartz Lemurian, because yep. I have one of those. Mm -hmm. And so this is just so people know, this is my first pink Lemurian. I did not have one in my collection, so I'm super excited have this one. And um, so this does not have lithium in it. Then nope. it's an iron oxide that makes the pink color on this these particular ones. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So mm -hmm. uh, this is the first of the 26 different crystal types and the first of 30 different crystals. So we're going to move on to the next one, which is also one of my favorites. This is the kunzite that was in there. Tell us a little bit about kunzite. Oh, kunzite is um, getting up more into the precious gem category. It's a spodamine is the crystal family that it's a part of. This comes from Afghanistan. Um, 
there's some other sources in the world, but these gem kunzites primarily come from Afghanistan. If you rotate it, so we're looking at the end of the Let's crystal, the color there, the, right there. there. Yep, the color kind of concentrates itself there. And this is another lithium bearing rock. So it is that beautiful pinky purple color because of the presence of lithium within the crystalline structure. And when you turn it that way, um, especially if you were ho like holding it up to the yeah. sun, which I'll come back to, it, you will see a concentration of that pale pink purple on one axis more so than that axis. And what I also want to say about kunzite, it is photosensitive. So do not leave it in the sun or the color will fade. Um, it is sometimes called a nighttime gem as a result, where traditionally it would have been worn in the evening so that you didn't have the color fade in the sun. It's also a very soft stone. So you, this is why you don't see it in a lot of jewelry. It's not super common either. Oh, there was some beautiful kunzite found in the Southern California mines. I think the Palamines too, so that's actually a pretty significant source of it in the world. And what kunzite is thought to do is uh, it's a heart stone. It's obviously balancing the mental emotional body, but it's a real healing stone for the heart. It's very gentle. It makes me think of the more spiritual devotional heart. So it's like you're calling upon some higher power to sort of lift the wings out the back of your heart and have that devotional, unconditional love. Uh, right. But it will certainly remove wounds and help us patch things up if there's heartbreak and sadness and emotional healing that needs to be done. Cool. This is one of the stones that I like to work with for higher heart chakra. It's a very similar color to mine. Everybody's, you know, chakras are different colors, but um, this is the stone that I use to uh, to balance and work with my higher heart chakra. I love kunzite. It's one of my favorites. I love all the lithium containing crystals. So this is like, yeah, me <laughs> this too. Is one of my favorite. Me too. Okay. And that's a really good point where anything that I'm saying of, that I associate with the properties are, are my associations, but I've been doing this for a long time. And I really believe that we all are different, just like all the stones are, and we connect with them in different ways. So for one person, it also depends on where your energy has been routed or damaged or how it's flowing in certain areas. So for one person that they might actually feel that somewhere else entirely because that's where the energy is needed. Okay, let's move on to the amazing pegmatites. So you included two pegmatites in the giveaway and they're just smashing. They're just so awesome. So tell us about pegmatite. Tell us about the different crystal types that are included in pegmatite, where it comes from and how pegmatite is special to you. Well, pegmatite is found all over the world. First and foremost, saying pegmatite is similar to saying granite. It's a conglomerate of minerals, um, but a pegmatite is often where um, the minerals in there are crystalline. That's the difference, if that makes any sense. And so in this case, this peg it's often where you'll find aquamarine. In this case, we have pink tourmaline. We have lots of lipidolite. We have the white being in that one that we're looking at is Clevelandite. And then there's also quartz. And we kind of just discovered in this new batch that there's some appetite hanging out in some of them. And I even have one that's got something like kunzite or petalite or one of those other lithium pegmatite occurring stones. So you've got the pink tourmaline, the purple lipidolite, the white clevelandite, 
and the clear quartz. And this is rather special to me because it is from Madagascar and it is made in one of the ethical factories that I visited when I was there last year in June. And they had literally just discovered this stuff and it was sitting in the yard in like giant boulders. And I commissioned the ones you're holding on to in the first round of them that I had to be made for me. And I picked those up in January in Tucson. Um, and then that's what we're doing on Thursday is a whole new lot of them where I have them in spheres, in free forms, in hearts, and in little tumbles and palm stones. And this energy combination, I mean, lapidolite has been one of the most, was one of the most popular stones in 2020. It's incredibly calming and stabilizing. Um, that's what I use it for as well. Just I stabilizing. Actually, it's, it's, I use it for emotional stabilizing stabilization. I use it for, you know, calming anytime I need calming. Anytime I do live shows, I always wear my lapidolite bracelet mm -hmm. because I find it helps get through live shows. <laughs> yeah, something I wanted to tell you about, um, about these ones. So I have purposefully not worked with this, these stones that you included in the giveaway. And the reason being is I, I have them on my headboard, <laughs> on my bed. So they're always there. But I held one of them through mm -hmm. the night. And what I noticed when I woke up the next morning was that the lapidolite was darker purple than it was before. And this is quite common for me with lapidolite. Um, if, I get, if I get light colored lapidolites and I work with them, they generally turn darker. And so I didn't want to change the, <laughs> the colors of the ones that came, but yeah. Do you, are you familiar, like, have other people told you that lipidolite changes for them? It gets lighter or darker or um, yeah. any other kind of color changes for them? Well, there's a lot of phenomenon like this that can occur. I really noticed, the first time I noticed this for myself was with Larimar. And I was vibing so much with the Larimar that I was wearing this huge piece. It glowed. Like, when you're really connecting with a stone, there's something that goes on there. It comes to life. I remember one time in Tucson, I'd just gotten this new, it was just like a glass filled hot pink ruby. And everywhere I went, everyone was like, whoa, because it was the one that I was really vibing with at that time. So it's there's some kind of energy exchange that can definitely excite things. And I think it's a mutual experience. But I also want to, this is going to burst your bubble a little bit, but lapidolite is a little bit porous. And there's a certain factor of the stones absorbing the oils from our skin where they will deepen the color and enrich them. I mean, I don't want to dispel the phenomenon because the phenomenon is absolutely real. Well, too. I have another lipidolite that I, it's a lipidolite wand mm -hmm. and that I bought at the same show that we met, by the way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and it was kind of that, um, that more granite pink lipidolite yeah. than it was this deep purple, like in these pegmatites. And I slept with it once overnight and mm -hmm. I just had it in my hand and it was larger than my hand. And the whole thing turned almost black purple. Like it is so, 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 so dark. And it's not just where I was holding it. It is the whole thing. Mm -hmm. The whole crystal changed color. So, so that even where I'm not touching lipidolite, the color will deepen. So now that I've done this show, I'm super excited to work with you. Yeah, throw them all in your bed with you tonight. Now I can move on to them. And they can get as dark purple as they want. So 
Thank you so much for sharing. Your pegmatite sale is this Thursday, January 14th. Yep. For anybody who's watching, you know, the replay of the show or the podcast, this um, the show is January 14th. Um, but yeah, um, pegmatite is kind of Christine's specialty, so they kind of show up on the on the website and live sales quite often. So we're going to move on to our next crystal which is Caribbean calcite. So the pegmatite is also one that I did not have in my collection, as is this Caribbean calcite. So because I don't know anything about it, because I've never had one, tell us about Caribbean calcite. Well, this is a fairly new one to me too. It was an interesting thing that came out of 2020 where it's from Pakistan. And for whatever reason, um, there was some material getting out of Pakistan this year where none of us were able to access anything because everything was shut down. Unfortunately, most of us had just come home from Tucson. But this was one of the first things that I sourced because I saw it around and I thought it was really cool. So it's calcite is calcium um, and carbon. So it's a softer stone. It's working with the physical body before it's working with the auras. It's more dense. It's like a slower vibration which is not a bad thing because everything you know has an energy match and it's a pale blue have you shone a light through that i've it not shone lights a light through up it. a gorgeous turquoise when you shine oh, it I through can't wait to that then. <laughs> it, it kind of looks like larimar um and although it's much softer it has a similar energy that's why they called it caribbean blue calcite too so you've got so it's not the caribbean part is not where it's from it's no. a reflection of its color Absolutely, because it looks like the Caribbean blue water. Yeah. So that's working with the throat and the heart and the and the soft communication. And I, I think maybe what pale blue is probably just calming us all down a bit when it showed up. You know, I really think the stones show up at a time when humanity needs them. And apparently humanity needed a lot of stones this year. <laughs> um, and everybody kind of woke up to this stuff like in the last five years anyways. But the Caribbean calcite, like, I don't even know. It's a blue calcite. So it's a gentle throat opener. It would help with self-expression. It has a really watery, energetic feel to me, mm -hmm. despite it not coming from the Caribbean. It feels a lot like the Laramar, but maybe a slightly slower frequency to that. You feel, I don't yeah, know if that, you feel that, what I'm talking yeah. about. It's like a higher, and I say slower because lower indicates that maybe it's like of lesser value, but it's not. It's... Yeah. It's all important, right? Okay, let's move on to the next one, which is, oh my God, this is so, I have one of these. This is a ruby and this is the most smashing ruby. <laughs> I can't believe it was in a free giveaway. It is so deep. It is so beautiful. Tell us about the metaphysical properties of ruby and maybe where you pick these up because it's gorgeous. The ruby that I have in my collection is not like this. This is quite gemmy for a tumbled ruby. So I, when I think about rubies, I think third eye, heart, root, all open, connected. So they're red or burgundy uh, with lots of iron inclusions, which is why it's not a high quality, very expensive gem, gemmy ruby but then we can all have a little ruby. So technically it's corundum, right? I should probably call it like a purple sapphire or something because sapphires and rubies are the same crystals. 
Um, yep. And really just the clear blood red ones are supposed to be rubies and everything else is a sapphire and they come in all colors of the rainbow. Um, but the metaphysical properties, I really feel like it's opening the central channel. It helps the third eye. It's like this, there's something regal about rubies. You know, they're, they're up there on the hardness scale. They were reserved for royalty. They open the third eye into this higher vision and they open the heart and they will redirect giving and receiving through the heart. Once those other centers are opened, because, you know, sometimes we can reroute our giving and receiving with our environment through other places with our will or our mind, where if giving and receiving is done through the heart, I find it just works out better. And rubies are very useful for doing all that. So there, there's a connection in the root chakra with that too, where it's like your basic safety, survival, abundance. There's a, there's a, there's a wealthiness that comes out of the energy of a ruby too. Well, even just holding this, the whole area where <laughs> the, oh, yeah. is, is like, hey, this is not right about this is, it's really, this one is a really particularly powerful stone. I'm really looking forward. Thank you for saying that because I think so many times with crystal healing, we tend to do this, right? The crystals are working with third eye and the auras and, and it's really important that we get into the body and into the lower chakras and into like that root and sacral. And so it's helping with all those things too. And yeah, then, my pelvic floor is a tingling. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> holding this ruby. Yeah, it's amazing. Cool. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Okay, this is a super, oh man, I can feel it already. This is a super powerful stone. So this is a natural stone. It is not carved. It's a green fluorite octahedron. And just holding it makes my whole hand and buzz, and the buzz is going up my arm. So, yeah, tell us about green fluorite. I don't know how long I can hold it. I'm going to put it down cool. a bit, but let's see if I can like hold it for a little bit. Interesting. So green fluorite is calcium and fluoride, so it's another one like calcite where it's working with the physical body first and foremost. It's thought to be good for bones and teeth and mineral absorption, for focusing the mind with that orderly. I mean, they're all orderly, but look how orderly that thing is, right? It's, yeah, it's natural. It comes out of the ground yeah, octahedron. That yeah. shape is associated with the element of air. I don't think that has much to do. Oh, just fell. It's supposed to be good for the it's cells. Like, that's about as, as long as I can <laughs> because it's like, please let it go. My hand is like cramping. It's so it's interesting. So fuzzy. Yeah. So it is thought to be good for joint pain. It's a very cooling bones, teeth, joints. It's a cooling energy, good for inflammation. And it's all people also use it to help their cells when they're around a bunch of computers and cell phones and electromagnetics. Well, that's new to me. Kind of like um, the EMF shielding of shungite. Yeah. You'd say. Yeah, but it's more. It's it's not shielding. It's helping your cells maintain their orderly structure. It's like working on an. It reminds them that there is order and not to go like hibble pibble and and out of whack. Cool. Awesome. Well, in case anybody is wondering, I'm um, using one of my pendulums here to, like, to clear that energy. Clear that energy out of my hand. I mean, you're working great. with all this like, new technology and you're launching yeah. all of this new stuff as well. And I'm, is that why it's so powerful? It's like. I, fluoride and I have a really interesting relationship. I wouldn't have been able to pick that up five years ago without being incredibly nauseous. Fluoride used to 
really make me sick to my stomach. And I, at the, when I discovered this, I really didn't want to work with it. I was like, it's too much. I don't want it. <laughs> but I had, I started working in a crystal store myself as well. And I, and the inventory held a lot of green fluorite. So I had to deal. So I started working with green fluorite through rainbow fluorite. Um, mm -hmm. It was a piece um, that had purple fluorite and green fluorite. And that's how I kind of got myself into working with green fluorite, but it's uh, apparently a really, really powerful stone for me. And uh, thankfully it doesn't make me feel nauseous anymore. Yay. Uh, <laughs> but this particular piece is very powerful and didn't want to be held for that much longer. Like seriously, my left hand is like buzzing still. Okay. Wow. We're going to move on to our next piece, which is such a gorgeous, um, little piece of tumbled celestite. So tell us about this beautiful blue tumbled piece of celestite. Mm, celestite is, this is from Madagascar. It is tumbled. It's hard to get tumbled celestite because it's a very soft stone. So this, and it's very, has a lot of like cleavage in it. So the crystals kind of just crumble apart. It's a little bit water soluble. Don't put your, your celestite crystals clusters into sea salt and water baths. It's not going to go well. It's one of those sensitive ones. But it's strontium sulfate, and it's thought um, there's a lot of strontium in the brain. You feel how heavy that is compared to some of the other stones of the same size? That's the yeah. strontium. It's a really heavy um, element, and there's a lot of it in the brain. And so, obviously, with a name like Celestite, it's thought to connect us to the angelic realms um, and all things of that area. So I find it's really nice to dream with really helpful with dream recall, really great to meditate with, great for clearing the mind and um, facilitating peace of mind. It's very peaceful and it's the, but it's the mind. I, when I used to facilitate meditations, I would always meditate with my celestite first because it helped me just get into that no mind place and get all the thoughts out of the way so that I could actually hold a container that wasn't full of a bunch of thoughts. So this, while I'm holding it, it feels like it ha it's a really high vibe stone to mm -hmm. me. Um, it's really like up here, right? So I kind of feel like it's also a soul star chakra yeah. stone um, just because of how high the vibration is of it. Does it also uh, have rainbows in it? Because because this piece, as I'm, you know, turning it around in the light, it looks like it's catching the light in some rainbow fractures as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. anything with a little fracture. I mean, really, a, a rainbow is just a fracture in anything. But how beautiful is that? That's where yeah. the light, was it Leonard Cohen's cracks where the lights get in, literally. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Beautiful. Okay, moving on to the next one. We talked about this a little bit already. Mm -hmm. uh, there was also a raw piece of Laramar in this giveaway. So tell us about Laramar. Where did this, uh, Laramar all comes from one place, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay, and tell us about the energy of Laramar when you work with it. Laramar only comes from the Dominican Republic and it is thought it's called the Dolphin Stone or the Atlantis Stone because of the Caribbean blue water that it resembles and then an association with that part of the world and 
well, Dolphins and Atlantis. Honestly, don't even know what the Atlantis connection is because um, water. Because the water. water. And (laughs) I really think in the location because Atlantis was the more masculine and Lemuria was the real feminine. And this is a very feminine stone. Total water element. um, Came out of volcanic. Yeah, to me, it's also very watery. Yeah. Whenever I feel like I need some help going with the flow, this is my go with the flow stone. Oh, nice. I see. We're all so different. I've been doing this so long too that sometimes people's eyes just glaze over and I start talking about stardust. And <laughs> Mine will never glaze over when you're talking, you're talking about. about. Um, I find with this one, it's obviously a throat chakra stone, communication, expression, but there's an emotional intelligence, especially with the with the feminine. There's a connection into the heart and the solar plexus with it having come from volcanic lava tubes. So it's really great for connecting all three of those things and having us expressing our true essence like right from the solar plexus with the softening of the heart emotional intelligence what else i mean that's that's a bit that's a lot nice i i really find this particular piece um an extremely high quality piece there's no matrix in this at all it's just pure crystal it's amazing and yeah this is my this is my go-to water stone when i when I need help going with the flow and, you know, riding out maybe some uncomfortable waves. <laughs> That's what this stone is. Well, it's a wonderful course. for uncomfortable waves too. And um, going back to that, like being in our body and actually just breathe through it where this is going to support you to breathe, but it also has that fiery volcanicness. So it's not going to let you bypass what you have to do. Right. Yes. Okay. We're going to move on to the next one, which is, Another stone out of the 30 that I don't have at all. And this is also one of your specialties. So tell us about this little piece of tug to pipe. I had not heard of it before I had seen it on your website. I don't know anything about it. So tell us all about tug to pipe. Tug to pipe is extremely rare. It's more rare than probably anything in my collection. It is only found in Greenland. It is um, what's called fluorescent, which means it is UV reactive, but it's also what's called tenebrescent. So actually I kind of want to shoot. I meant to grab the black light. Where is it? Is it nearby? Anyways, tug to pipe is, um, is a miraculous stone. When it was first found by the first people, the Inuit is who lives in Greenland. When you pull it out from under the ground or from out in a box, did you do the thing where you kept it wrapped up? No, now you're going to do I did not it. do the thing. Now so I'm going to do the thing. <laughs> did you keep it thing. wrapped up? This one, this one's kind of been in my pocket all day, so I don't know, but you can see a little bit more of it here. Um, this pink will go very pale, and then when you pull it out into natural light, this pink will literally bloom before your eyes. And that's what the tenebrescence is. So basically, the molecules inside the stone are getting excited by the light and they start vibrating at a higher frequency and the color changes, which is what happens when a UV light or a black light gets shone on something. But generally, when you take that light off, the color goes back to how it was. In the case of tenebrescence, there is a change that happens and the molecules keep vibrating at that frequency after you take the light off. Like phosphorescence is more like that as well. And I just think it's super cool and miraculous. So when the first people picked it up. Can you imagine you picked up this white rock and you put it in the sun and it changed color before your eyes. So they, 
It it's like magic. They yeah. have associated it with their creation myth, which involves a reindeer and a woman being the first human being named Tugta. Um, it is thought to, the, they say something about the passion between lovers being ignited um, and that this, by this stone and that, or vice versa. And I'm finding right now, um, I don't know, there's something going on with it. It's magic. I've been hanging out with it a lot. It's really helping my heart. Self-forgiveness, loving yourself, forgiveness. There's a forgiveness thing going on. Well, even holding this piece, I can feel it, it, it's also buzzing my left hand. And the buzz is kind of up to my shoulder at this point. Mm -hmm. um, the longer I hold it, the farther that buzz is going to go, right? But it's a really gentle buzz. It's not like the green fluoride octahedron where it was like, this is so powerful. It's almost painful. <laughs> it wasn't that. It's, it's a really nice, gentle buzz. And I can feel heat in mm -hmm. my heart from holding it. So that is it, super cool. Very cool. I'm it's, really looking forward to doing the put it in the dark, wrap it up for a week, and then taking it outside. I don't know where we're going to get some sun, but <laughs> when I have it's, some it's sun. very subtle. And there, there are a couple of videos on my Instagram feed and probably somewhere way back, but Instagram is easier to find them because you can look at a thing where I show, you can see the color change or I show you the before and the after. Cool. I'm and so you sorry, I didn't get my tight. black light. Where the heck is it? It's okay. So you're going to, you have some tug to tight on your website right now, correct? And there's a few pieces on there. Yes. We, yes, there is some good stuff up there. And we're also going to do, there is going to be a tug to tight update sometime in the next couple months. Cause I've got a bunch of it. Nice. Mm -hmm. Cool. Okay. Let's move on to the next one. Also a piece that I didn't have any of in my collection. You would think after saying this, that I don't have a very big collection, but I do. I really do. You do, but <laughs> this is me. You just, you specialize in rare pieces, right? And so I had never, I did not have this either. So this is, there's some debate on how to pronounce it. I pronounce it chrysoprase. And you caught me, you, what do I say? Chrysoprase. You, yeah. call, you called me on that. I don't know why I say that. I have no idea why I do that, but that's what I've always called it. It's a Chalcedony, so it's an agate. It's only found in... Australia in that candy green color um, is that is a hard stone obviously is growth and cleansing it's very child there's a childlike innocence to this look it looks like a gel uh what are those things a Mike and Ike <laughs> I don't know what that like is. candy um, it but it's like, like this fresh candy apple green just feels really joyful innocent cleansing playful what are you getting from it? I'm getting, um, interestingly, that I, so when I work with crystals, I feel really connected to describing them as elements. So this one is water and air. And it has like both of those elements in it, which is interesting to me because, um, yeah, usually crystals are one thing and not multiple things, but this one feels, um, really flowy and floaty you know Ooh. like it's, it's really it's kind of a it's kind of a I, I want to say it's a third eye vibe like it's really like it's got quite a high frequency to it um cool you know everybody 
everybody's different. No, this is a perfect example. Right. And this is, this is mine, right? Like it's, it's quite airy and watery and I'm also looking forward to working with it. I think I'm going to make a necklace out of it. Like one of my infinity necklaces. So I can wear more. That's going to take you on a fun ride. If it's working with your third eye, I I see you going on like a little journey in a meadow as a child frolicking in the innocence of the, you know, like if that's what it's opening up, let it just why, you know, we got to just breathe through it and let it do its thing. Nice. Yeah, that's the whole thing about working with crystals, right? You just yep. invite their frequency into yours and allow it to do whatever resonance that it's going to do to change our frequencies. It's all collaboration, right? Okay, let's move on to one of my all-time favorite stones. <laughs> also, something that I got more of from you, this is gem lipidolite. And I tried to figure out how to shine light through it um, for this show and did not work out because I don't have a light that shines from underneath. But when you shine a light through this gem lipidolite, it is clear purple. Like it is so gorgeous. It is unbelievable. So tell us about the specialness of gem lipidolite. Oh, see, you can do it. Nice. Yeah, see how you can you can see through. The lipidolite? It's one axis. You oh. oh, no, this one's got it both. This isn't doing a great job. Again, there's a video. There's an awesome video on my Instagram of a really big one. Then you turn it and it's because it's lipidolite. It's lithium mica is what it is. So there's layers of um, mica, which is super reflective. And in this case, it was just super pure. You know how soft mica is. You could peel it back and flake it. But this was a find from Brazil, I want to say 10 or so years ago. And um, then I have some friends in India that very carefully polish them into these wonderful shapes and things. And we, did we talk about, no, we didn't talk about lipidolite specifically. So lipidolite, well, we kind of did. It's balancing, calming, it's high in lithium. So it's really balancing to the mental, emotional body and uplifting and great for anxiety and sensitive people these are almost a little like reflective with the mica in it too so maybe even protective for empathic people like probably like I was saying it's one of my favorite stones and yeah whenever I'm going into difficult situations I will wear my lipidolite as well as an intuitive empath it's one of my all-time favorites Um, Mm -hmm. and you have some like smashing unbelievably beautiful lipidolites on your site because you also specialize in the lithiums, right? And so this is one of the lithium containing stones. Okay, let's move on because we're gonna run out of time. Okay. <laughs> so, so this is a stone that I could not identify. Um, it was one of three stones that I couldn't identify out of the 30. This we uh, identified as rainbow lattice sunstone. So tell us about rainbow lattice sunstone and how it differs from regular sunstone maybe. Um, Chemically it is the same. This comes from Australia. The difference is that inside it in the refractions and these are lower quality pieces so you don't have this crazy rainbow lattice party that goes on in the rainbow lattice sunstone. Um, But if you're if you just Google rainbow lattice sunstone, you'll see what I'm talking about, where inside it, it has a literal lattice of rainbows if it's cut properly and clear enough and all these little triangles. And it looks like confetti. I mean, it doesn't even look real. And so 
sunstone is solar plexus, sacral, joyful. It's obviously connecting you to the sun. Um, being from Australia, I feel that's even more of all that, right? I feel like it's a very bright and happy stone. Like yeah. it's just, it's just, you know, work with me and be happy. <laughs> yeah. Kind of what I'm feeling from holding it. Yeah. Ma more masculine energy just with the sun's association as well. But that's, I mean, that's important. We need to have the balance of both. Yeah. So this one, you can see that it has lines in it. Whereas some of the other sunstones I have have like sparkles in yep. it, little yep. tiny sparkles. This one has um, some sparkles, but it's more, it has these lines in it that I hadn't seen in other sunstones. That's the lattice. It's yeah. like the lines as opposed to just the confetti. Cool. Okay. Moving on to, ah, oh, this so gorgeous one. So this is a piece of aquamarine. It's, oh, it's such a, it's barely polished. It's barely um, like shaped at all, but it's so like clear blue. Wait for my camera to get clear here. So tell us about aquamarine. Aquamarine is um, again in the more precious category. So it's um, regal, high frequency, very powerful, hard as well. You know, you've got the diamonds being the hardest, then you have rubies and sapphires, and then you have aquamarines, emerald and morganite, which are actually all the same crystals, just different elements, giving them different colors. And they are all called barrels. So aquamarine, this is found in Pakistan, aquamarine, it's found in all kinds of places. Um, what is it? The March birthstone. It's really popular, pretty common, precious gemstone. Um, and obviously is working with the throat chakra. I feel there's a real angelic connection. Um, it's very calming. You like find even it calming? Just, like, even just like sitting here holding it, I'm like, I could nap. I could just... <laughs> very it's very calming for me i'm enjoying holding it hmm. what else do i think of with aquamarine i don't know i haven't it's not a stone that i've done a whole lot of work with i honestly actually haven't either that but i love that color blue hmm. yeah me too okay let's move on to the next one which is one of my all-time favorites because you know i'm wearing it there was a piece of sugilite in the giveaway as well. So sugilite is one of your specialties. Tell us about sugilite and its wonderfulness and maybe its somewhat counterintuitiveness as a multi-chakra stone. It is, I think it's a multi-chakra stone. Absolutely. It's uh, you would think because it's purple that it's um, like third eye and crown chakra, but it absolutely is not. It comes from, well, it's those things and then some comes from manganese mines in South Africa. So that's the darker black part. It The purple comes from lithium. It's quite rare because it was found quite some time ago and nobody thought it was that big of a deal, but it obviously is. It can have a real range from dark, dark, dark purple, almost black to a bright neon doesn't even look real purple and that's when you get a higher quartz concentration than the manganese and it is with the lithium balancing to the mental emotional body I find it really opens the heart surprisingly even though it's that purple but it's because the manganese is working the root the lithium and purple is working all up here in the mind lithium is really great for the mind 
um, for like conducting thoughts and things, right? Yeah. And then it's anchoring it right down into the heart. So for empaths, it's a wonderful stone because it protects you, but you don't go numb. Like if you're working with black tourmaline, you can still feel what's going on around you. It's associated with St. Germain's Violet Flame and Archangel Michael. So it's got a wonderful transmuting ability. Um, this is where, you know, people's eyes tends to glaze over. So I'll just, <laughs> I, was, I was going to concur with you that, um, that working with black tourmaline as an empath, not great because it, it, it shuts it off. Right. Yeah. Like if I, if I have to go to a funeral, that's my stone, right? Like yeah. I'll wear black tourmaline because I don't want to feel all of the stuff, but you're right for sugilite. Um, I've never used it as a protection stone. I use it for uh, for increased intuition mm -hmm. and for the connection of third eye to heart. That's what I use it for, mm -hmm. opening up that channel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, one of my favorites. I love it. I just love I it. have a bunch of it. Yeah. <laughs> I love so, it. but in a way, it is protecting you to do that work, right? It's not, it's like protection. Sometimes that word has such a fear based charge around it. Um, so, this is like a non fear based shield, is what it is. It's well, love. What I, what the shield is. What I do, what, what I call it in my empath workshops, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't call it protection or shielding. I say, you know, as an empath, we don't need protection or shielding, but what can be helpful is filtering. Yeah. So this is the, this is the word that I use for when you don't want to feel the stuff you don't want to feel, mm -hmm. you filter it. And this can be a stone that can help you with that filtering. Yep. It's yeah. been, I've heard it suggested that Sugilite can get overcharged and I wouldn't stop it from doing that because I love its vibe. But I think that could be true where sometimes you might, in, it's like in order to cleanse it, just sort of set it on the earth and let it settle down a little bit. Well, I feel like Sugilite also makes strong connections to the person who's working with it. Mm -hmm. And so this is maybe one of those stones that people might, this does not apply to me because I don't, I don't care who touches my stones, but some people might feel like they don't want other people to touch their crystals. This might be one that um, that people might feel that towards. Yeah, I'm not a real don't touch my crystals person. I'm not either. I never. I mean, I'm how am I? Feel free. Yeah. Fine for me. If I'm like moving something gross and funky, maybe I don't want you to touch <laughs> my rock so it doesn't get on you. But like, um, I guess maybe I'm being a little more protective over some of my personal collection just because the internet is a big wide world right and everybody always wants me to show off my personal pieces but you don't know who's seeing them like I don't, I don't show that much of my personal stuff I don't know well there's a picture of you that I saw online of um you standing behind a ginormous quartz clear quartz cluster mm -hmm. and I can connect with the, that crystal just by looking at its picture exactly and I like vibrate just by looking at it yeah. so and that awesome. crystal actually sold to somebody and is in someone's home somewhere now I think in California so like yeah I mean, we're talking about this giant like clear quartz crust uh it's the size of a room it is not like it's not it's not pick upable it is the size of a room so yeah that's a picture from you in in Tucson correct mm -hmm. yeah okay let's move on to another crystal we're like we're halfway through I think so here we have apophyllite. 
So this is a clear crystal. If it isn't pyramid shaped, um, I feel like some people might confuse it with clear quartz, but it is not a quartz, correct? Mm -hmm. Not a quartz. Okay. And this is an apophyllite pyramid. And one of its um, identifying characteristics is its diamond shaped facet. So I can kind of get that. Oh, there we go. Woohoo. Okay. <laughs> You can kind of see it's diamond. It's it's got a four-sided face instead of a six-sided face, and that's what helps differentiate it from clear quartz. So tell us about apophyllite. Well, you that was great. What you just said it is not just a four-sided face. It's a four-sided crystal. Um, it's a softer stone. They're zeolites. They come from India. Um, they are wonderful for the crown chakra, the third eye, and all things regarding light. So prayer and purification and cleansing and I grid my property, my home and my bedroom with four corner apophyllite and miracles will happen. The nice thing about apophyllite is you can't really program it. You can't will it like you can quartz. You put your intention into quartz and it's going to amplify what you put in there, whether or not it's in your highest good or not. And apophyllite, because it's just constantly working towards purification and bringing in more light is always going to work in your highest good, whether you are or not. So I love just putting in place great dreams, um, great vibes. It's what, and it's not an expensive crystal either. I kind of think as apophyllite as the quintessential astral travel stone. Oh, like this is, this is kind of, if, when I worked at the crystal store and people would ask, do you have something for astral travel? I'd be like, try this apophyllite. Yeah. <laughs> so another common use for it is to put it, is to place it on your third eye when, um, when you meditate or when you go to bed. And so it'll help with lucid dreaming and, you know, to get you to that astral travel state. I yeah. forgot about that. And then some people even put it like on their eyes because they say it's good um, for the eyesight, don't they? I I had not heard of that. That's an interesting use. Yeah, cool. I think and apophyllite comes in more than just pyramid shape. It also comes in clusters and it is commonly um, associated with um, albite, correct? So apophyllite and albite and stictite. Yep. And well. stillbites and stillbites and all, yeah. the, all the zeolites, yeah. all kinds of And them. it also um, comes in more than just clear. There's also green apophyllite, right? It's a very pale yep. green. Okay. Well, as you can tell, this metaphysical musings is all about crystal healings. <laughs> and we're going to talk about more than just the crystals that are on my table here. Okay. Moving on to the next one. This is a crystal that I had not had either. And so this is called Quantum Quattro. And it is a beautiful multicolored blue and green stone. So tell us what is in quantum quattro and where these particular pieces came from and they're also quite rare correct like i you don't see them in stores very often you don't um quantum quattro is a trade name just to be clear um oh, i didn't know that either so you might find it yeah it, what it is is it's a copper com a copper combination mineral so these come from namibia and i think that's where the original trade named quantum quattro came from but I've seen some people um, with some coming out of Peru so it's basically a combination of all copper minerals I don't know how the Peru's got the dioptase going on though so it's what is it you had a list it's shatakite dioptase 
Chrysocolla and Malachite. Malachite. Yeah. I actually had more than four. Because um, and I think like it was from your yeah. website. I had Shatakite, mm -hmm. Azurite, Azurite, Chrysocolla, Malachite, and Dioptase. And so when I when I found the list of crystals that are included, I was like, so why is it quantum quattro and not quantum or like cinco? <laughs> and I've seen like I've seen a lot of other um websites with lists and it and they also show that um it's in a smoky quartz um matrix mm -hmm. yeah so i kind of feel like it's an amalgamation of copper containing minerals and crystals mm -hmm. um kind of in the smoky quartz base does that that is 100 correct and I'll just make this brief because it's a whole other hour, but this gets us, this touches upon this idea of trademarking. So there's so much of this that goes on in the crystal healing world. You've got Super 7 and Azestulite, and those are like legally trademarked stones. I think this might be one too that's mined from a certain place. And then you have all these ways to get around it if you know what the crystals are and you shouldn't have to pay that much for some, like some of it's just ridiculous, this trademarking business. And then and then there's fakes and frauds and dyes and phonies. And this is a whole other conversation. Maybe we should have this I'm, other conversation I'm another time. I'm not a fan of the trademarking of crystals because it's a stone that came out of the air. Yep. And yes, even though it comes out of only one place in the whole world, like the Super 7s, like the Quantum Quattros, it's still a stone. And there's lots of stones in the world that come from only one place. Like Laramar, it only mm -hmm. comes from the Dominican. And there are some stones that only come out of Pakistan and Madagascar. And I think they're crystals. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, you know, as long as it has some sort of identifier. Yep. As yeah. I mean, this is why I lean into the chemistry and the science because the, yeah. it's science. So we'll start there. And then, and then there's this whole mysterious metaphysical side to it and the interaction between us and them. And there's something yeah. to it. As long as humans have been finding stones, we've been picking them up assigning magical properties to them and carrying them around with us. And here we are still doing it. And the magical properties are metaphysical properties. They're different for every person because yep. every person has their own unique frequency mm -hmm. and the stone has every stone has its own unique frequency. And so it, it's that resonance it's when they interact together that causes that magic, that change in the, in the energy of the crystal and you. Right. And so, you know, that's how, working with crystals is unique. And just because you see some metaphysical property that somebody says, like I say, or Christine says, or you read it in a book, it doesn't mean it's going to work that way for you because we actually are all unique snowflakes. So <laughs> this is <laughs> like rule number one. It's alchemy, right? Where your, your chemistry meets the chemistry of the stone, your consciousness, consciousness of the stone. Yeah. And they're going to be here long after we're dead and gone. I don't know if they even care what we do. That's right. We're just, <laughs> we, we work with them temporarily because they last a whole lot longer on the planet than we do. Yeah. Okay, moving on to maybe a crystal that is more common, but not these ones. Okay, so these are some rose quartz. Mm -hmm. I wonder if I can get them centered. These are some rose quartz that you included in the giveaway. There's four little tumbled ones. They all kind of are the same size. But they are amazing quality. Like, usually when you look at rose quartz, it's an opaque 
type of pink, but these are translucent. You can see right through them and they're all like that. And they're really quite shiny as well, which they I don't think is a property of the polishing. I think it's a property of the quality of the quartz. So tell us about these particular really gemmy rose quartzes that you included in this giveaway. Well, those came from Madagascar and they are exactly what you said. They are gemmy rose quartz. So they're just incredibly clear, which rose quartz uh, usually isn't. It doesn't yeah. usually grow in crystals. Rose quartz crystals occur in Brazil and they're these teeny tiny little things. It grows on mass. And um, for whatever reason, this was like a gem thing. And I can see at the bottom, if as you're turning it around, if you take that out in the sun, those will make a six pointed star that one's gonna do it it's like I know I can tell I think all of them will do it like this one as well is gonna do it yeah they're amazing like some sides more than others I think like they, this yeah. side in the sun is going to make a star they're just so they're just so shiny they're so shiny oh. so rose quartz is um unconditional love yeah oh you can see the star oh, in there. you can see it in there yeah unconditional love and compassion and emotional healing it's really gentle like everybody in the world should have at least one piece of oh, rose quartz. Look at it. I've got it all around my bedroom um yeah nice one it's hard to catch it too but it's not hard to catch it in a rose quartz that's that clear um yeah. and usually the clarity will for whatever reason um it's like micro inclusions that are creating that asterism sapphires can do that too but rose quartz is one and for whatever reason when it's really clear it has an easier time making those beautiful stars oh so it almost has I'm really I didn't think I'd be able to catch it on this on this camera but apparently the lighting worked out I wasn't gonna say anything <laughs> but it did <laughs> the lighting was meant to be <laughs> We had some lighting issues before we started, which is why we have a little inside joke about the lighting. So, okay. okay, let's move on. The The rose quartzes are so beautiful. I'm so, so, so grateful to work with those beautiful pieces. Okay, and this is a very amazing piece. This is mangano calcite. So it, if you didn't know about calcites and you didn't know that man, or that calcite came in pink you might think that it's rose quartz because it looks kind of like it um this is a really nice piece of mangano calcite because it's both opaque and transparent in different places and the other cool thing about um mangano calcite is how different it looks under uv correct it's another fluorescent one um and I failed. I don't have my black light here, but it glows this beautiful, like hot pink. It's super fun. Yeah. Um, so it's a calcite. We talked about calcites, calcium and carbon, physical body. This is a heart. And I'm, I mean, I feel this one in my whole like reproductive system. There's just something kind of like sweet and fleshy and cellular and, you know, um, it's gentle. It's probably going to dislodge stuck emotions in the body I'd say I kind of feel like um even though it's not it's not orange and you wouldn't think of it when you said it kind of you know activates your reproductive system I'm feeling quite a bit of buzz in my lower abdomen, abdomen. So 
Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, all, like the whole um, uterus and pelvic floor and all those lovely things, right? It's, are... it's a very similar buzz to the ruby, but a little higher up. Hmm. Like that's kind of kind of what it feels for me. And it's really gentle. It's not like, you know, super yeah. powerful, vibrating. It's just a really nice, like gentle, kind of calming buzz all in my, oh, that's smashing. <laughs> if you're watching this, then the, the color just shifted to something completely different, um, which was really interesting. It didn't look pink anymore, but now it's it's back to pink. I feel like this is a very, like, it also feels very watery to me. Maybe also because it's kind of that lower abdominal region that's being activated, but it feels very watery, very calming, and just really kind of soothing. Very interesting. It's a little bit unicorny with that pale, pale pink. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Let's move on to the next one. We don't have that many more. So this one is an amethyst root. So amethyst is a very common crystal, right? But this one, um, when we talked about it earlier, you said is from Brazil mm -hmm. and it is an amethyst root. So what makes it a root? It's such a, it's such a beautiful, like multi-layered purple. So it has some light and some dark purple in it. These were a newer find in Brazil in the last kind of three to five years. And I think they got called roots because they have these long stems to them. I've, I think there's one or two left on my website that are like about this big. Um, big ones and have drooled yeah, over them. Yeah, long yeah. roots. And they're very, and they're also called royal amethyst because they have this wonderful, brilliant purple color. But they, when they found them, it must have just been a massive deposit. And that white stuff in between, so those are naturally cleaved open. Um, like they haven't been cut or separated. I, I've seen the big clusters and I've tried to get the big clusters, but those crystals like to come apart. From each other. It's like brittle. Yeah. That's what the cleavage is, is all brittle in between each crystal and they'll just pop away from each other. Um, so amethyst, I like to call the amethyst comes from every continent. It's very accessible. And um, I like to call amethyst the lavender of the mineral kingdom. So if you're familiar with, this is a reference to lavender essential oil more so than the plant, but the plant has all the same properties where lavender is an adaptogen. It's balancing, it's calming. It's not really going to, there's no contraindications to a lavender essential oil. And so this is why I call the contraindication thing is the main reason. It's just going to work gently with anyone. It's not going to push anybody too far. Uh, it creates balance. It's thought to, um, be good for sleeping, calming, dreaming, like all the lavender things, right? Well, for me, amethyst is the stone that brings joy. So if cool. I'm feeling sad in any way, I'll pick up some amethyst and immediately feel in a better mood. And the interesting thing about this piece is it kind of looks like there are amethyst phantoms in it as well. Some so, of them do have amazing phantoms. Yeah, so like the darker purple kind of, um, is arranged in like the chevron shape as mm -hmm. um, as it goes up towards the point. Oh, so pretty. And if it has it, there was a, um, a little black mineral included in some of them called hollandite. That's like these tiny little black circular things. If you see that in there, that's what that is. And then you got amethyst plus. 
<laughs> nice. <laughs> I like how you get that. Um, yeah, this one does not have any Hollandite. I have never heard of Hollandite. So oh, this is why I do shows like this, so that I can continue learning, too. <laughs> awesome. Okay, then we're going to move on to the next one, which is maybe also not a very common stone. And I have to put it, like, close to the camera. Because it's so this tiny. Is a, is a baby Herkimer diamond. So tell us about... Herkimer diamonds. And in case you're wondering, they're not actually diamonds. True they story. Are a lot of people have, like, I used to do crystal workshops in person, and many times when I brought out the Herkimer diamonds, they were like, how expensive is that? Because it's a diamond. And I'm like, well, it's actually clear quartz. So I'm going to hand it off to you. Tell us about Herkimer diamonds. They are clear quartz crystals that are found in Herkimer County, New York. So they are always double terminated and they literally come out of the ground just that sparkly. Um, I had the opportunity of going there and mining them myself years ago. So I can testify to it. And I have, I have good friends that mine her, like incredible Herkimer diamonds in New York. So I'm a real stickler actually about everything over here at Stonehaven Gems. A Herkimer diamond only comes from Herkimer. There's double terminated crystals that come from Pakistan and Mexico and all over the place. Uh, but I don't care for people calling them Herkimer diamonds because it's a specific thing that refers to Herkimer County, New York. There was a general Herkimer and his men who discovered them back in the day when they were, you know, colonizing. <clears throat> and, um, and they thought that they had struck it rich. And there's the ruins of a fort there to this day. You can still go collect the crystals. Um, they were proven to be silicon dioxide rather than the carbon crystals. So they're not worth what they hoped they had. <laughs> and um, they're beautiful, stunning little North American crystals. They all will cost more than a crystal from a different place. And that's one of the distinguishing factors as well. They have a beautiful high frequency. They're mined really sustainably. Um artisanal like American miners that's why they're more expensive they use hydraulic presses once they've actually like gotten the chunks out and Herkimer's are very clear very powerful they're sometimes um, thought to concentrate their energy so the smaller ones are as powerful as a big whopper um, they're super powerful and they're super high vibe to me mm -hmm. like they they don't feel like clear quartzes um, to me because they feel a slightly higher vibration but yep. they also don't feel like diamonds either to mm -hmm. me. Anyway, diamonds have a particular uh, frequency that doesn't really work for me, but <laughs> that's, you know, a tangent. I kind of wanted to point out that this little baby per Herkimer has another baby attached to it. It you does. Know? And you've got that black inclusion yeah. in there as well. So you've got another, they often come in little strands and they will, like, I've got one here that's got a key. Can you see that? It's got a key on it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like backwards. <laughs> backwards <laughs> Nancy over here. That's weird. I'm not used to that. Sorry, it's a little weird. Um, you, the Instagram thing doesn't do that. So that's where another crystal was just nestled right in there. And they do often form in strands. But when they come out of the ground, those strands often disconnected, like tens of thousands of years in the earth. And the guys have to sit in, like, put them back together like a puzzle so cool oh, neat. well I've never seen a Herkimer with a baby attached so that is super cool so this is kind of like two Herkimers in one yeah and then the big one and then 
the little baby one. The baby. And then that black stuff is actually called anthraxite, and it is a carbon-based mineral that occurs within the Herkimers. Nice. Oh, so pretty. I love this one. It's just, mm, it's like the vibrations like here. It's like crown stuff. I love it. Yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's, they're zippy. They are high vibe yeah. for sure. Okay, moving on to this one. Super cool is a ruby fuchsite. And from this angle, it looks like the ruby is heart shaped. Like it totally 100% a heart. What a, that's a great little one. Oh, I did that on purpose. I'm so lucky. This is meant to be yours. Honestly. I'm so, so lucky. And what happened with, with each one of these stones gets talked about. It's so cool. Yeah. Okay. So tell us about ruby fuchsite. So Ooh, this is a multicolored stone. This particular piece has uh, white in it, but also a lot of green and these ruby, um, like these uh, really deep pink uh, parts to it as well. So we already talked about ruby, same goes, root, heart, third eye, regal, abundance, prosperity, centering, giving and receiving, higher vision. And rubies are hard. And then the fuchsite is incredibly soft and sparkly and innocent. So what a wonderful combo because doing that work, all that stuff I said about the ruby, that's a lot. That's what sounds like a lot of work to me. And the fuchsite is like this sparkly little positive buddy. It's a, I think there's a fair amount of mica in it as well. So it helps you kind of clean up your field while you're doing that other work, love yourself through whatever's arising through that powerful alignment. There is a playful innocence to this again. Um, and maybe a return to innocence once we've done all of that hard work on the other stuff, right? I like this one. It makes it kind of, to me, it's opening that channel between root and heart. Mm -hmm. So that energy can flow better throughout the whole like lower torso. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how that feels to me. It's nice. It's a really great heartstone as well because, um, as I mentioned earlier, I see the colors of my chakras and my heart chakra is both green and pink. And so mm -hmm. any stones that are both green and pink are really, you know, great heartstones for me to work with. So I like this one as well. It feels really gentle. It feels really like balanced and gentle to me. It is very gentle. It's that, I mean, because the ruby's not, but the green combination makes it quite lovely and gentle yeah, just kind of like you it's know playful. smooths it out a little bit mm -hmm. I like it okay we're going to move on to the next one which is one of the other ones I could not identify so there were three out of the 30 crystals I could not identify this was one of them when I had a conversation with Christine she told me what it was and I was like I'd never heard of it so this little tumbled crystal it, it's not it's not tumbled sorry like it's like, That's a natural formation. Well, it comes out of the ground like this, but it's like it's round like a stone. It's green. And it is a Chrysocolla azurite blueberry. Tell us about how special this thing is. They're fun little buddies. So they commonly occur in just azurite. It is from the LaSalle Mountains in Utah, which is sort of a beautiful place down around arches and all those wonderful parks. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> um, it is 
chrysocolla on the outside and that one has azurite on the inside. So I said to you the other day when we were talking about this, if you were to crack it open, you'll see that I said, I'm not going to crack it open. I'm not going to crack it open. Grab one, but we were doing an inventory out here and now it's all neat and tidy and I'm not pulling this place apart. But um, you can kind of see that it's darker. There's a real one there's a real blue, blue azurite inside it. And then the chrysocol is formed over top. So again, these are copper minerals. Oxidized copper is what's making them all these beautiful green, blue colors. I honestly have no idea why they would have formed in little nodules. That's like a, like a concretion when there's like lapping of waters or fluids and stuff maybe forms that kind of thing. Um, but they're just fun, special little things. Again, like with my ethical sourcing, I'm always trying to find stuff where I'm buying it directly from the guy whose hands collected it. And in this case where there was no machines used and he's just out there mining for rocks. Well, it feels kind of like a gift, right? Because it's like the surprise thing. It's green on the outside. But if you didn't know what it was, you would never know that on the inside... Well, can it's you imagine like, what the first peoples would have thought? So down there in those areas with lots of petroglyphs and there's, I mean, three to, I don't even know how many different tribes would have populated that stunning area, the cliff dwellering, all that stuff. Can you imagine what they must have thought when they found these? I'm sure they were currency, but we don't see, it's it's also soft. So we don't, we haven't, I don't know. I don't know too much about this, but probably would have been incorporated into pottery and beads and used as for trade and coloring things and all kinds of stuff right well it's a gorgeous little thing and the really other interesting thing is i'm um i'm tasting pennies because of the copper you're one of those people <laughs> that throws the copper right in your yeah. okay <laughs> what does that mean your copper's levels are good or i don't know i don't means. know it also might just be you know synesthesia that like i know it's yeah i know it's copper and therefore i'm tasting copper in my mouth Mm -hmm. um, but it, yeah, it's um, it's pretty cool. It's very also cool. Really fun one. Okay, we have four more to work with, and this one I'm also not going to carry for very long. This is phosphosiderite. It is a pale pink, a little kind of purple shade, most mostly pink. And yeah, I need to put it down because it is not one that agrees with me. So I'm just gonna leave it in the pot. Um, tell us about phosphosiderite and then I'll talk a little bit more about my reaction to it. I'm gonna need to know about your reaction because I have a confession. I have no idea. I've never even worked with this stuff myself. It, it's supposed to be more purple. Um, so like I'm, I'm looking it up. No, I can rattle this stuff off. I didn't make notes. I just do this, but I'm looking this <laughs> one up because okay, it's we don't rare... have to memorize all the metaphysical properties, right? Like I, I, I used to do crystal workshops, and I never memorized stuff. I just I, this is what comes up for me in the moment. Well, I was right makes me books cover to cover. I like memorized "Love Is in the Earth" 15 years ago. <laughs> Um, and, and obviously I'm pretty familiar with the book of stones too, but then I think at some point you stop thinking about what they're doing too, is another of you to experience this. You just yeah. let it be. If, yeah. if some, if one of these things catches my attention right now in this sea of however many thousands and thousands of stones are in this room with me, I just say, okay. And I let it do its thing. And sometimes the intellect wants to know what it is it's doing, but it doesn't need to in order for it to do its thing. It's not 
necessarily how it's working anyways, right? Yeah, exactly. So what does this say? Um, components of phosphate and iron. Um, the siderite comes from the Greek word sideros for iron. This is all very, not very exciting. So, <laughs> And what makes it pinky purple? I find it so annoying when people read my them. Other pieces oh, also, I, my other piece that I have, I have one other, is mm -hmm. also quite, um, is a little bit more purpley than this. Mm -hmm. It's also, it's also tumbled. Um, but yeah, I don't also know much about phosphosiderite because it makes me nauseous. It is not one of the crystals that I love, want to work with <laughs> at the moment. Well, at some point it has beautiful messages and energy for me, but I don't feel like working with it right now. So oh we got nothing to say about poor old phosphosiderite. <laughs> I'm sure the phosphosiderite fans who watch this are going to be like, it's all these things. Well, feel free to comment on the it's, Facebook. It's on the <laughs> I want to know what everybody associates with all of it. But out of 30 stones, you know, we've had a lot to share. We have three more. And this one, this next one is so amazing. I worked with it a little bit. This was the other one that I could not identify. I actually, no, that's not true. I did identify it. I looked it up. I spent a lot of time figuring out what it is. Mm -hmm. This is a Priscelli blue stone, and it's also known as Stonehenge stone. So tell us about this stone, which if you look at it, is a combination of um, slightly off-white and green, dark, dark, dark green. So most people would be like, why is it called bluestone? If it's well, green. It can be quite, it's actually quite, it's a, it's a little like dark greeny blue, like mossy almost. It's a granite. It's very it's, mossy. Yes, very mossy. It is found and quarried in Wales, but obviously with this big um, Stonehenge stone, it is found at the site of Stonehenge. It's not all of the stones there, but for whatever reason, there were a few stones that they transported over 200 miles from where it's quarried to the site of Stonehenge. And so I don't know what people say about it, but this has my, been my experience. That's, this is, that's my ancestry. So the first time that I ever held it, now this gets into this making you nauseous stuff. Um, I became aware of a very old karmic wound in the middle of my back and it hurt a lot. And I actually taped a stone I used to do stuff like this. Yep. Now I don't. They're just all around me. I don't need to do anything. I taped the stone to the site at the back, and I went back to work. And we were actually setting up a giant crystal showroom, so you just kind of like exhausted and annihilated and surrounded in them. And my awareness was that it was an old wound. It was a karmic wound, and it was being mended by this stone because of what it is and where it's from. And obviously, it's connecting us. And I, I mean, I, I, I again, this is people's eyes can glaze over because. I feel really connected. I, when I travel, I go to places like Stonehenge and I want to see big trees and cliff dwellings and every rock on the planet that got called cathedral. Cause there was a reason for that, you know, and the mounds. Oh, you said something about um, a depth and a, um, like this is mound it's, culture, right? When, Where they, I, they when I hold this stone, all I feel is earth, like deep, deep earth. It feels it feels like holding, like having my hand in dirt, which I love because I, my, um, my favorite energy, the energy that I work with the most is earth energy. 
And so this is a very earth, like a very strong earth stone to me. It just feels like working with dirt, which most people wouldn't get would be awesome. But to me, <laughs> it's awesome. Like it just is just so calming and gently. It's, it's like when I connect, when I connect deep to the earth, um, which, you know, I call Gaia, this is a, this is a Gaia stone to me, like, obviously not the trademark Gaia stone, but like, this is just a quintessential connecting to the planet earth Gaia type of stone. Which I mean, was what that site and all of those sites were about, right? And, and that spirituality was earth-based. So that makes perfect sense. And that, or that much we know about it, right? Something that's coming up for me when I'm, when I hold it now is, um, this is a Druid stone. Like that's kind of where it was worked with before. Yeah. I have full body shivers rolling (laughs) down the back out the bottom of my feet, but yes, absolutely. Um, sacred stones and sites and vortexes and our connection as human beings to the planet and the stars. And that we're just this little thing in the middle of it all. So thank you for introducing me to Priscilla Bluestone. It is wonderful. Um, it's it's one of my favorites out of out cool. of the giveaway that that came. Like it's just yeah. I'm it. This one has also been sitting on my headboard since it arrived, just because it it is such a calming um, it's such a calming energy for me. Thank you for this one. Okay, moving on. We have two more. This one is so, so bright. So, such saturated color. It's a chrysocolla. And you can see on this side the copper, right? Because chrysocolla is a copper-based stone. But on this side, it's just such a deep, like, saturated blue-green color. Tell us about chrysocolla. Well, that's the same. Like you said, it's oxidized copper again, showing up with these beautiful, brilliant um, greens and blues and turquoise. Turquoise is another one, copper. This is from Peru. Uh, Chrysocolla is throat, heart, uh, and then grounding all of that. I find it's a great stone for sending healing energy back into the planet. You can have a piece of Chrysocolla on your altar as like a little mini earth you know that you can oh, I totally get that it would be you could totally and, this is a mini earth yeah yeah um good for the physical body and the immune system and all those kinds of things like all of the copper stuff is copper conducts energy through the physical body that's why people wear those copper bracelets for arthritis and so when you're working with any kind of copper stone 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 <laughs> it's going to conduct through the physical body and this does have a, a higher frequency to it with that bright neon green and blue yeah. um, and also, I taste magical places as well right <laughs> this I can also taste pennies um we're like holding this one mm-hmm. but when I was working at the crystal store chrysocolla I was one of the stones that I would recommend to women for anything related to fertility, anything related to reproduction. It's a, to me, it's a very divine feminine stone. Hmm. Anything bringing up, you know, the divine feminine, this is the stone that I would recommend for that. Interesting. So, See, I would lean into moonstones hard for that, but this is where we're all different, right? I, and- I totally get the moonstone, but 
not everybody vibes with the moonstone, right? True so story. everyone have options, right? And maybe it's divine feminine because it's so reminiscent of planet Earth, right? With the yeah. blues and the greens. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Yeah. This is my, this is, you know, one of the ones I recommend for connecting to divine feminine, anything related to fertility and reproduction, anything related, you know, any reproductive issues, pain, that sort of thing. This is kind of the stone that I would, that I would recommend for that. Okay. And now we're going to get to our last one. Were we supposed to be an hour? It's fine. (laughs) This is as long as it's going to be as long as it takes. Perfect. Um, So this is the last stone out of the 30. So 30 total stones, 26 different types. This is one that I couldn't identify. This is a turquoise. Also, tasting pennies. (laughs) There's a lot of copper in there um, for whatever. Copper and lithium. Copper and lithium and turquoise. No, sorry. There's copper and lithium in your jar. With but oh, there's yes. there might be more copper yeah. stones than lithium in this one. Well, that's the Candyland theme, right? With the bright colors. So this is Mexican uh, turquoise. It is all natural except for having been stabilized, and so that's a big point with turquoise. Is most turquoise on the planet is so soft that it has been it's stabilized. Like chalk, right? It's, it's like chalk. Great so. Chalky. What, what it means to be stabilized is they sort of like infuse the porousness of the stone with some sort of epoxy like resin type stuff. And it's a whole process. I mean, when it's done really, it, it needs to be done to the turquoise. And so when it's done correctly, it enhances the turquoise and it makes it long lasting and everything else. But it's a thing you should know. There's like the Sleeping Beauty mine, I think, is one of the only turquoises that doesn't need to be stabilized because it's got a high qu- quartz content and it's quite hard. So that is a raw natural piece of turquoise, which obviously is throat chakra, immune system. Um, tra- it's a traveler's stone. It was obviously incredibly sacred to every First Nation in North America and was used for trade, for beads, for healing, for currency, um, long, long history of this stone being incredibly important um the shamans would get it you know like it's it's incredibly important stone um culturally also quite earthy to me like it feels feels very earthy Mm -hmm. so it's grounding with the copper um yeah Yeah, also pennies (laughs) i used to the when i worked in the crystal store in vancouver a good friend of mine who now is um back on the east coast Mel from, I'll give her a plug, Summer Moon Crystal. Um, uh, she was one of those people that feels the copper in her mouth. And I, which, if you walked in the door with something copper, she would know it. It's 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 the thing. Well, I, uh, I don't think I'd ever realized it before. But I also, um, some of these stones are ones that I haven't really worked a whole lot with. Because I'm, I, I do work a lot of, with the quartzes. Okay. Um rather than the copper base, like me and Malachite, not a thing. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't really resonate with it either. Or even, you know, even turquoise, because uh, I think Sujalite is my turquoise. Ah, cool. Well, um, I, I find it surprisingly earthy because usually with green, kind of bluey green because turquoise is kind of both right like kind of tealy um I would you know I would think that it would be a water 
crystal, but yep. this one feels very, very earthy to me. You're, you're tuned right into it. It's that copper and it's the, I mean, the, where it comes from and that all that sacred land. I mean, all of them came from the earth, so they should be kind of grounding, but the piezoelectric energy that you find in things like quartz and tourmaline is not necessarily grounding. And we, I didn't put any moldavite in there. That's what you got was candy land. That's, <laughs> that's a whole other hour is moldavite. And moldavite is another hour. Maybe we'll do this again. <laughs> I love this. I love this. I'll have a tech type theme. Cool. Okay. So I'm going to take my banner away. Awesome. And I'm going to remove the crystals. Oh my gosh, Christy. <laughs> That was all 30 of our crystals, 26 different types, three of which I couldn't identify. I think half a dozen, about six that I had not had in my collection at all. I'm super, super grateful. Um, if I had to pick favorites, I would probably say the Priscilla Bluestone and the Pegmatite. I'm so looking forward to working with those. I'm gonna spend a whole lot more time with the Pink Lemurian. The Caribbean calcite. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> so I wanted to kind of end with saying thank you so much, Christine, for sharing your beautiful crystal healing wisdom with us throughout the whole show. If you want to see more of Christine's available crystal collection, you can check out her website. I'm going to bring that up at stonehavengems.com. And you can buy crystals from her online from her store. Do you want to talk a little bit about shipping? Because you're based in Canada. And how does shipping work when you purchase from your website? Um, there is free shipping within Canada and the U.S. over $150. And before that, uh, shipping within Canada in the and the U.S. is about $12 to $20 pretty much anywhere, apparently, including Guam. Unfortunately, it actually costs me more to send a box across town than to a place like Guam. But for within $20, <laughs> we can get a box to you packed very well with tracking pretty much anywhere within Canada and the U.S. And then most other places I can ship to as well. And you'll have an option at your checkout on my website of all the different um, choices for shipping. So it pays to buy more is what you're saying. Yep, at 100 it minimizes the cost. Yeah, I mean, I'm just a small business and I... People tell me I shouldn't do that, but I, as a consumer, know that it's nice to get free shipping. Um, and I was doing it at 100 originally, but the truth is that I probably don't mark my stuff up enough because this is a labor of love. And as I started to realize the real ins and outs of this being a reality of, of my business having transformed this way, it's 150 bucks. You get free shipping now, and that's a manageable place for me. I get that. And you also, like we mentioned, have Instagram sales, live crystal sales. And let's put your Instagram up. Tell us a little bit about how the Instagram live sales work. I got to say, I really enjoyed participating in the Instagram live sale for the Candyland sale. Uh, not a big surprise. So, but kind of how does that, does selling on Instagram work? How that works is, um, so we'll spend up to four hours sitting here. We're not going to be here for four hours on Thursday night. There's just not that many things. But before Christmas, I was doing um, like a bunch of little things and that just takes some time. So we'll sit here for four hours. 
I will show you a stone one by one. And then I'll show you the stone, I'll show you the price, and then I'll show you a code. And as soon as I show the code, because you'll be down, excuse me, in the comments, you can claim it with the code. So all you have to do is type in the code. I have a pretty hardcore crew of people that are in there ready to go. So I will tell you if you're new, load up an <laughs> emoji or send a little say hello so that I know that you're there and so that you're testing that your comments are being seen by me. And basically the first comment that I see claiming it gets it. Um, I move it over to a box. We do the whole table. And then I actually sit out here usually the same night and send out, um, sorry, make listings on my website now. And then I'll send you a link and you just check out through the website. You can add whatever else you want to your order from the website. And then we ship out within 48 hours. Nice. So that's really convenient, right? So if you see something online in the Instagram sale, you can also add to yep. that and maximize, you know, your you know, spread out your shipping cost by yep. adding more to it through the website. That's awesome. Yeah. I also have people that will pop in and they'll just claim one thing and then they want to leave it sitting here until they get to that $150. And that's totally fine too. It's called an open box. You just have to tell me, but people will also, if you want to shop the website update at 11 AM on Thursday, um, and you January want 14th, right? January 14th. And you want to combine yeah. <laughs> something from the live sale, we can combine that for shipping as well too and get them all in the same box too. You just have to tell me these things and tell me what what you want to do. Nice. Thank you. Thank you so much, Christine, for joining Thank you. us today. Thank you nice. so, so much for the candy. <laughs> I'll seriously do this again because I um, you did all the techie parts and I just had to show <laughs> blah, 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 which I can do no problem. There, there's there's a little bit of tacky part <laughs> to the show. So thank you. Thank you. And before we go, I'd like to share that this episode of Metaphysical Musings is brought to you by Metaphysical School, offering everything awakened souls need to ignite their enlightenment journey, including courses, clarity, confidence, and connection. Our video education and community membership includes over 50 video courses and masterclasses to choose from that you can watch anytime, anywhere. You can discover your soul path as a healer, seeker, mystic, or seer, and find out where you're currently at on that path and what you need to get to the next step with ease. You can build trust in your intuition with our weekly intuitive activities designed to gain intuitive wisdom through experience and get all the support you need with our growing community of awakened, metaphysically minded souls. If you're an awakened soul who feels afraid, alone, overwhelmed, or lost, we can help you to enlighten into being wise, connected, centered, and aligned on the next steps on your soul path. I invite you to visit our website to learn more about the many benefits of enrolling in our school membership, where you can ignite your enlightenment journey with us at metaphysical.school. And while you're there, I invite you to take our What Metaphysical Archetype Are You quiz to discover if you're the healer with a passion for caring for others, the seeker with a thirst for finding truth and wisdom, the mystic who revels in their intuitive abilities, or the seer, skilled in divination and astrology. Knowing your metaphysical archetype is the first step in understanding your soul path, helping you to progress on your enlightenment journey. Just click on the take the quiz button 
on our website at metaphysical.school. And lastly, I would like to conclude this episode of Metaphysical Musings by giving gratitude. Thank you so much, Christine, the owner of Stonehaven Gems, for joining us today and sharing some of your beautiful crystal healing wisdom with us. Again, to see more of her amazing crystal collection, you can visit her website at stonehavengems.com or join her for one of her upcoming live crystal sales on her Instagram at Stonehaven Gems. I'd also like to thank you for joining us in watching or listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to sharing more metaphysical musings with you in upcoming episodes. Bye for now.